Yep, they're cactus spells. And yeah, they're as sharp as you think. And what is amazing about them is they're so sustainable. They are made from the noble cactus. And since they just harvest the leaves from the cactus every six to eight months, they can just keep the cacti alive throughout the year. And it continues to sequester carbon from our atmosphere, which is a huge win, especially for the fashion industry, which is a huge contributor to global emissions. And I had the chance to speak with Renya, the owner of Truth, as she has partnered with Deserto to provide you with these amazing vegan cactus belts. So make sure you stay all the way to the end or check out the link in the show notes below. As Renya explains exactly how you can get your hands on one of these amazing vegan sustainable cactus belts. You're here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Renia, can you tell me a little bit about Truth and what you guys do? Sure. Truth is a company here in Ontario, Canada, and we have been designing and making belts since 2001. We make vegan fashion accessories, primarily belts. Very cool. But you have a lot of different products too. You have like wallets. Just gotcha. um, wallets and suspenders and yoga bands. Nice. And what led you to come up with this idea for Truth? Well, I had went to school for fashion design and production. And so I've always been a very creative person. So it all started, it was seven years after I graduated from school. I had been working as a product designer for many different companies. And I was designing ski wear and snowboard wear and like backpacks. And, and like all kinds of stuff. So I was laid off by the company that I was working for and I found mm-hmm. myself in the unemployment line. And I noticed that there was a sign for self-employment assistance. It was a program where they help you start a business. So I applied for that program and that was in the year 2001. And at that time, in all of the magazines and newspapers, they were talking about her, how belts were the hottest fashion accessory. So even though I had these grand plans of having a clothing line, I thought, well, why don't I just start with belts? Because clearly they're really popular right now. And it's something small that I could just, you know, make from my apartment. And that's how I started. <laughs> that's awesome. And- so how many did you kind of make in that first year to like get going and yeah what did you start I, remember off with? I made my first collection which consisted of maybe like 12 different designs and I took them around a few stores in Toronto Canada and I started selling them so I don't remember exactly how many I made specifically but I can just remember that I had a bunch of samples maybe like a dozen or so and I started just taking them around to stores and then at that time I actually had my own online store in that year so in 2001 21 years ago I was selling online and that was a real like that was a unique thing at the time because a lot of people weren't selling online so I can remember that it was so unusual that I had to have a different website for my online store compared to like my website because retailers were not so cool about the manufacturer selling directly to the public online at that time. So I had to separate it. And then eventually, you know, it's it's cool now. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, definitely. So how did you create that first website? Did you 
contract somebody or were you, you know, in no. there coding yourself? <laughs> no, my boyfriend at the time was a web developer. So he made the website for me. So I was very lucky. Yeah, that's very lucky. Cool. So I know you guys are big about sustainability at Truth. What is your, how do you create these vegan belts? Where do you source them from? Yeah. So we use all kinds of materials from anything but leather. So cottons, polyester, jute, hemp. We do use some polyurethanes and in certain cases we do have some PVCs as well. So that is a bit of something that I'm trying to get away from. And that is the thing, like when you compare the leather industry to polyurethanes or PVCs, which one is better, right? So we do a combination of a lot of things. So on one hand, some of our belts that have the really strong polyurethanes and PVCs and they will last so long, like compared to a genuine non-leather belt. Okay. There's a lot of belts out there that are genuine leather that are really durable and then will last a long time. But what people don't understand is that a lot of belts that have the stamp of genuine leather, they have a layer of polyurethane on the top and then it's fused together with low quality leather. That's why you have leather belts that split and they can still have the stamp of genuine leather on them. And these are the belts that you're getting at like Walmarts and things like that that are low quality but a low cost and they're just going to last for like six months or maybe a year or two so my argument is that the belts that we have that are virtually indestructible could outlast a human i mean i don't know how long they'll last but we've been making them for so long and we can attest to the fact that even after wearing some of our virtually indestructible belts, they will last for over 10 years and still look brand new. Wow, that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. I did recently discover a new material, which I know yeah. you know about. You're going to ask me next. So, I mean, my dream was always like, how can I go beyond the polyurethanes and beyond the PVCs and still have a belt that is like really strong? And I always imagined myself as using something from nature, right? And I always look to bamboo as the model. So bamboo grows a meter a day. And then it was in 20. 19 that a customer contacted me and put me onto a company in Mexico called Deserto. And they have found out a way to make this material out of cactus. So cactus leather is, it was introduced to the world in 2019 in Milan, Italy at this trade show called Linea Pell. And it looks, it feels just like leather. And it's quite amazing because the cactus plant, it needs hardly any water to grow and it can grow in the hottest climates on earth. So what they do is they cut off the mature leaf, but then it grows back in six to eight months, right? So it's like just giving the haircut to the cactus plant. And yeah, it's really strong. We've been testing it for over a year. So it seems like it's a really great product. Yeah, that's really awesome. And when are you guys planning on releasing this? Well, we just released it yesterday, June 14th, 2022 on Kickstarter. That's going to be running for one month. And we're looking to create awareness and to help get the funds needed to purchase the raw material. So we are hoping that, you know, after the Kickstarter is over and successfully funded and after we make the production and ship out everything to the backers, then we'll produce a lot of manufactured belts for ourselves and sell them on our website. So we're thinking like November. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And when you talked about just giving like a haircut to the cactus, that's really sustainable because you're not cutting down the entire cactus to produce this, but you're really able to just allow the cactus to grow naturally and then just shave off the edges so that Absolutely. you can harvest those and keep going, which is really, really an awesome model oh, for, so, for a lot of businesses to use. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, just to answer your question again about like, what do we do that's sustainable? Another thing that we do is we plant a tree um, somewhere in the world each time somebody 
purchases a belt from our website or from a trade show where we're selling directly to the public. And so this is really great because it's a, an, an a small company, like we're a small business, but we've managed to plant over 1,700 trees worldwide so far and counting. So we really want to do things that are game-changing, helping the environment. So I think that over the years, you know, we've really evolved in like what we can do and we've had ups and downs, but we've come to a place where I feel really proud to say that we have these trees that have been planted and that these cactus belts are coming out. So it feels really great. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. And to touch on your Kickstarter campaign a little bit more, how much have you raised so far for your Kickstarter? And it's only <laughs> been out a day. Yeah, so we're on day two. We launched yesterday, June 14th at 8 a.m. So we have raised over $18,000 so far and our funding goal was $6,000. That's really, really awesome. I mean, that <laughs> killed it. Went way out of the park. Oh, <laughs> that's really well, cool is a testament to, you know, people really love this and they're totally getting that. Yes. Like this just makes sense. Like why would you buy leather belt or any other belt when you can buy cactus belt? Yeah, definitely. And what are the different pledge levels that people can go in there and, and find on the Kickstarter page and everything? So we have our early bird pledge, which is one belt for 38% off future retail. So that is for $55. Canadian. That one ends tomorrow, which is June 16th at noon. And then after that, you can still get one belt for 30% off and get two belts, one belt and one wallet. And then the everything package where you can get, you know, everything, two belts and one wallet. And then the last one is for a store. If retail store, if they want to choose, they can try ordering 12 belts from us through the Kickstarter. Great. That's awesome. And do you have any current distributors in Canada that you're hoping will sell these belts or are you just selling them online on your website once you guys launch in November? We don't have any distributors per se, but we do have a bunch of stores across Canada that do carry our belts and then our online store and on Amazon. Oh, nice. Very cool. I know that they're made out of cactus, but they have other elements to them as well, right? Yeah. So the way that it works is when they harvest the cactus leaf, they cut off the leaf and they wash it, they grind it, they, they let it dry, and then they make it into a resin. So this resin is still mixed with a urethane of some sort because it has to be really, really strong. So it's not 100% cactus. It does have a little bit of polyurethane in it. And you know, like flooring is made from polyurethane. So you know, it's like really, really strong. And then the top and bottom layer is made from this cactus material. The inside layer is made from recycled car tires. So that is really great because we're taking these car tires from a dump, which just sit around. And a lot of times they will set the dumps on fire and those fires can last for years and they put so much chemicals into the environment. So we're taking that and we found a company that they make it into a material that we can use for our belts. So there it's a, it's like a sandwich basically. So the two top layers are like the bread, which is the cactus leather and the inside layer is the recycled rubber. That's awesome. That, you know, that's be really cool to see if you had some data on this or some tracker that could like be able to see how many pounds of tires you're saving from these landfill fires and how many cactus are replacing versus using leather and things like that. And seeing that data would be just really cool if you could have like some sort of tool or something like that. I'm yeah. sure somebody out there does it. If you go to the website of the company that makes the cactus blender, they're called deserto.com. 
com.mx. They have a lot of great data and they have a lot of charts where they compare like animal agriculture and animal farming to uh, cactus farming. And there, I remember this one stat that jumped out was the, the carbon dioxide that cactus takes out of the air. So that was a really great stat. Yeah, that's really awesome. Moving on into other topics besides the cactus belt. How do you feel that sustainability is really being able to be shown in the fashion industry? Because a lot of what's going on with the fashion industry right now. We have fast fashion and all this going on. Where do you see sustainability changing that in the future? Yeah, I think certainly the vegan movement is changing that because when you think that the Amazon rainforest is being depleted and you can think about the country, England, the UK in Europe. So that is apparently how much of the Amazon rainforest has been like cut down and counting, right? So they are cutting down these all these trees in, to make room for cattle. And so I think that people are moving away from using you know, leather and realizing that you know we're using so much water and so much resources to like feed cattle but you know why do we have to like eat meat and why do we have to like you know purchase leather products right and support that type of industry so uh, there's a saying that every time you eat a hamburger you're eating a piece of the rainforest Oh, so, um, <laughs> so that, true, but terrible. And so um, in the past 20 years, I've just noticed that the vegan movement has become more and more popular. A lot of fashionistas like Paul McCartney's daughter, he has a wonderful line. Her name is Stella McCartney. She's created a vegan line of fashion clothes and a lot of other companies. And even just like, you know, the vegan foods that are on the market, people can eat these like different types of meat. I know this great and like people are pro or against it, but you know, beyond meat burgers, vegetable-based burgers, or just people like growing their own food in their backyard, I think is becoming more popular. So everything is contributing to this. And I think that we're evolving and learning more and more ways to be better to our environment, like getting away even from like gas and into solar energy. So it's happening on all fronts. Definitely. I agree. I, I think there's so much room for sustainability to really infiltrate all these old industries that are just stuck in old ways that need to be changed because we are consuming and using different materials at such a rate that it's not going to be sustainable. So sustainability is a big thing that really needs to take a part in, in every business. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think in the fashion industry, it has a lot of potential as well. For sure. And I'd love to hear if, if you're willing to share about some of the challenges that you've had of running your business for the past 21 years and what have you done to overcome them? Yeah, certainly when you're an entrepreneur for that long, you go through all kinds of highs and lows. I've certainly had like good years and bad years and everything in between. And so it's kind of like every year, you don't know what it's exactly it's going to look like. You think you do, but then what happened with COVID was definitely something that hurt us <laughs> because we used to do a lot of trade shows and we used to sell to quite a few retail stores. So that went away all of a sudden. Or even just like, how do you fare when, let's say, you know, the fabric that you need is not available? Or let's say a manufacturer says, oh, I'm going to increase the minimum order quantity from like 50 units to a thousand units, like things like that. So I've had, had to really be a resourceful type of person and just kind of get through all these obstacles that have come up. So that's part of being an entrepreneur, I guess, in every industry. So it makes it really exciting and sometimes like really scary <laughs> <laughs> nerve-wracking at the same time yeah, yeah for sure like i mean i can remember doing a trade show in chicago and we had two days to set up the trade show booth and we took a really big booth and i was mostly by myself and i hired somebody to help me the next day and my skid was stopped at customs and they held it for one day so i got the skid like the next day and of course that was a day that i didn't have my helper so oh, i no. <laughs> had to like 
uh, it was a horrible day. I had to like put this all together myself and just like things like that. There's always, you know, interesting things that happen and, you know, COVID is like, who knows what's going to happen for the rest of this year. So it's always very interesting. Yeah. It's always something new every day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So what are your goals for Truth in 2022? To have the Kickstarter just be over and successfully launched, we will then continue to go onto Indiegogo in demand, which is kind of like Kickstarter, but it just, it's a lot of people who do Kickstarter go onto Indiegogo in demand for another month. And then from there, we will make all of the, the belts and wallets and send it out to people. So now that things are opening up with COVID being a little bit behind us, at least a little bit, the show- We all hope. <laughs> Um, so we're going back to doing the trade shows. We have three big trade shows coming up in the fall and sounds like a few more opening up for like August and September. And yeah, so just like continuing on and looking forward to like Black Friday, which is always like a really fun sale at the end of November. And I hope that the cactus bells will be ready on my website before then. Definitely. Yeah. That would be great. So I like to ask this question just to hear different perspectives from different entrepreneurs. And what are you currently learning right now? What am I currently learning? That is a great question. Right now, because something that I do like on the side besides truth is I'm a hypnotist. I am oh. a professional hypnotist and NLP mm -hmm. practitioner. So I am learning to hone in my practice of self-hypnosis. So I'm a huge believer that everything in a person's life is their creation, whether they're conscious of it or not. And so if you take responsibility for everything in your life, if you're willing to ask the question, you know, how is this situation serving me exactly how it is, then you can really like, you know, see life from a different perspective. So I am that type of person. And so I consciously spend time imagining, envisioning, you know, how I want things to go in the future. And so I use, you know, self-hypnosis techniques on this Kickstarter campaign, for example, and just in terms of like how I want more of my life to go. And I think an important aspect of that is, imagining as if it's already happened and trying that on like what does that feel like right so that and also just kind of like you know getting used to the fact that i moved from toronto ontario which is a big city that i lived in for 30 years and i moved to the small town of paris ontario because like twenty thousand people so getting into a quieter stage of my life and kind of going within and growing things in my backyard and enjoying the country life it's awesome very cool and for truth who would be like a really good partner that you guys would look to work with or somebody who you'd be really interested in collaborating with who would be somebody that'd be really interesting for yeah you to, to oh my goodness to? well you know one dream that i had in terms of collaboration that i'm doing for this kickstarter project is this guy named salvador brickman he is the owner of crowdcrux i don't know if you ever heard of it they are a marketing agency and they specialize in kickstarters and so okay. I had been wanting to work with him for like since 2018, which was when I decided I was going to do a Kickstarter. We're working together on this campaign. And so that was kind of like a dream come true because he's really awesome. And he has personally endorsed our products. But in terms of like somebody that I would want to work with in the future, oh my goodness, that is a hard question. Like even a person like, you know, Moby, who is a vegan activist who really does so much great in the world and like, you know, has such a huge audience. I would love to partner up with him or maybe Maybe Woody Harrelson, because again, he's another person that is really for sustainability and the vegan movement. 
So those two people come to mind. Awesome. And if they or somebody else wants to learn more about what you're doing, hear more about truth and get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? At our website at truthbelts.com and you'll find all the contact information there. And of course, I would love it if people went to the Kickstarter, which is live right now. So if you go to kickstarter.com right now and you just do a search for Cactus Belt, you will be sure to find it. Very cool. And last question here. What is one tip that you would give to another ecopreneur who's looking to grow their business? I would say no action is too small. So a lot of people might think like, oh, it's really hard for me to donate a dollar to plant a tree. Or, or just like my actions won't make a difference. But you know what? You can do it. So it all starts with whatever you have available to you. Just choose the one that is in more alignment with the reality that you prefer to be in. And, you know, once you keep doing that, you know, if things will align because there's so much going on that is beyond our conscious mind in terms of like how synchronicities unfold. You know, just like take those baby steps and you'd be surprised at what can unfold. Definitely. Well, great. Thank you so much for that tip. And thank you so much for joining us on this show. I'm really, really happy to have you on. It's been great learning all about truth and what you guys are doing with the cactus belts. Those are really awesome. Going to make such a difference and in the fashion industry, especially for men's belts, being able to wear something that's actually sustainable and not buying a piece of the rainforest. So thanks for having me on the show. Now, you know what you got to do? You've got to get your hands on one of these cactus belts. And you can do that by checking out the link in the show notes below. And if you're lucky enough to be between June 14th and July 14th of 2022, then that link will take you to the Kickstarter campaign where you'll be able to get that 30 or 38% off that Renya mentioned during the interview. And you can pledge to get one of these awesome cactus belts. But if you're watching this video afterwards, no big deal. Just check out truthbelts.com and all their assortment of amazing belts and wallets. And you can know that you are wearing something that is actually sustainable. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in taking your green business to the next level, consider checking out our Business Creativity Mastermind linked in the show notes below to harness the power of creativity and innovation to 10x your business. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.